Hi, and welcome to She's the Boss Chats. I'm your host, Jules Brooke, and in the show, I interview amazing women and female founders about what it is that they're doing and why they're doing it. It's all about us lifting up the women around us. Charmaine Lovett, it is brilliant to have you here. I love gin and I love the name of your business, The Gin Birds. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, my absolute pleasure. So let's start for anyone that's listening with what it is that you do. What, what is The Gin Birds? Oh, we're doing all sorts at the moment. So um, we started off back in October. Prior to that, we were doing wine, which I can come into a bit later. But we started The Gin Birds component in October last year. And it's an Australian craft gin subscription. So the idea is that we support the the small craft gin distillers, which right. there are over 300 now in Australia. And oh, I didn't realise there were so many, but I love gin and I love the way it's been, you know, getting more and more profile over the last couple of years. Yeah, it's amazing. And they've won so many awards, you know, even though they're the smaller craft distillers with amazing stories, they're a lot. so many of them have won awards. Their gin's fantastic, global awards. So, yeah. you know, it's just great to get them out there. And it's all about supporting those distillers to actually get out into that community and people to find their reach, basically. And um, so we started with the subscription, which was... Um, how did the subscription work? You got a bottle of gin sent to you and you... Yeah, so like you get a... a bottle of gin, you get some paired tonics, you get some dried fruit sometimes, maybe a glass, a gin bird's glass. So you get a different gin every month or every other month. Right. And um, yeah, we pair them up with the different fruits and tonic, which is sometimes an eye-opener for some people that have only ever tried a particular tonic or tried a particular garnish. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we send out all the tasting notes. We write a piece on each distiller and we send them out electronically. Yeah. So people can read that and get the recipes for what to do with the gin if they fancy making a cocktail and stuff. So, oh, yeah, and, great. Yeah, so we do that. Um, and then we launched a gin deck store, so an index of gin. Um, right. And that was in back in April. So not that long ago, but it's gone crazy, absolutely crazy. People stocking up on Australian craft gin and... We pair the tonics like with Like people the from store. overseas or mainly Australians? Just Australia or? for now. We've got some yeah. big ambitions because we're going, it's going really, really well. Um, but yeah, just in Australia for now. Yeah. Oh, that, I, I just love hearing about things that have taken off over COVID because She's the Boss really was just a TV show in January and now is so much more. And it's just, everyone's just, if you can hit the right note, I just think it's perfect for... Um, people being at home and having time to think and, and gin is just, you know, a great way to do it. So you've got the, the Gindex, which is like a blog, is it? Or is it just yeah, a literally Gindex an index? Yeah, the Gindex is actually a, a, a mega store of gin. So it's all, <laughs> all the, the craft distillers are listed on there so people can go in and they can search by region or disti- distillery or taste. And, and then they can they buy? Yeah, and they can buy directly from there and the distiller ships that out. So we support a direct from distiller oh. model. Um, and they can grab their tonics from there and lots of other little gifts and things like that. But it's predominantly an index of gin. So that's a store as well. And then yeah. we also launched the the Consumer Gin Awards as well recently. So it's the... <laughs> You haven't been sitting on your laurels, have you? No, not at all. So um, Consumer yeah, Gin Awards. So when are they? So the judging will happen in October. So we've recruited 12 gin judges that are consumers, which is the first ever for Australia. <laughs> Yeah. And the applications were amazing. I mean, people are so passionate and knowledgeable 
out in the consumer world. And, and you know, that's what's important for the distiller. It's Sometimes it's not just about being judged by someone in industry. You want no. to know what real people think of your gin, you know? I would have thought that was much more important because it's, it's, it's not really the uh, judges that are going to be buying. It's the consumers. Mm. So much better to get them judging. Yeah, Love so it. that's called Gin Nation. So that launched um, a few weeks ago. People, we've had over 2,000 votes at the moment for gin. It's still going. Wow. Yeah. So, That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Okay, so why did you set it up? What made you think of gin? We were originally doing wine. Um, right. And basically, the, the two of us, we met through, so Suzanne, my business partner, and I, we met through our children, through our boys. We're at kindergarten together. Fantastic. And, um, and our other friend, Alison, at the time. And we, were, we, went, we had a bit of a wine club because that's the way we, we had these regular go out, have wine together. And there was a few of us. And then it dwindled down to your people, your tribe, you know what I mean? Yeah, the, ones... yeah, the hardcore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I've had businesses when I was in the UK, as you can hear by my accent. I'm from the UK originally. And How long have you been over here for? Seven years now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Congratulations. You chose the right place. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I love it. So came over with my family and, and husband, kitchen sink and all that. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'd, I'd been up to the Hunter Valley and found that there wasn't much of an experience for, for women, you know, like within yeah. the wine. So you could go on a tour, but it wasn't really bespoke and, and luxury. It was just your bog standard tour so yeah where they where they drop you at the tasting place and you know they're getting a commission or something yeah yeah and we just wanted it to be an experience to really make experiences so we started to do that over dinner one night and wine we decided I'd had the idea from my visits up to the hunter that we needed to do something and those two were like yeah we're in and so we started as three birds do wine at the time and I'm loving your names. <laughs> and we did wine tours and we started to work with boutique um, wine um, wine producers to bring their wines to the city. So we did seller to city events. So we were really, again, the same sort of model. It was all about bringing a boutique market to the people that live in the city that can't make the you know, regional um tours and stuff. So Yeah, it's just such a clever idea. You must be incredibly popular up there. Yeah, it was great. And we met some amazing people, but we loved gin. And we went for a, it was a my birthday dinner. And we were having, we went to a gin night. And I'd been saying, you know, we need to do something with gin. Gin is really emerging. You know, we really yeah. need to be um, doing something with it. And yeah, we just, we, that night we said, look, let's do, what about the gin birds? We'll do the gin birds. You know, it was one of them, again, over alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the best ideas come out over our yeah, um, big fan of that. We just started to connect with the gin community. And do you know what? They are amazing. They're so like helpful of each other. They're a real community. Whereas wine isn't so much like that. There's a lot of Oh, that's interesting. So mm. you've really noticed a difference. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm real sort of change makers. And people that, you know, they've got, all got a great story behind why they make gin. And, you know, most of the distillers, when they set up, they've worked with another distiller who's helped them. You know, there's no competition there. They're all sort of so well connected with each other. So they've embraced us coming into this gin community and and they love what we do with them. You know, they and it's been a ball. You know, things are happening every week. We've got something new happening every week. 
I'm a loving You know, it. there's something that I was talking about it with someone this morning and saying, uh, you know, I've had my I've had another business handle your own PR for 12 years and it has been a slog almost the whole time, you know, just educating people that DIY PR was important, blah, blah, blah. It's just been hard. And then I set up She's the Boss and it's been so easy. Everything is just happening. Mm. And it sounds like, and, I've, and I just sort of feel like it's the universe or something saying yeah. oh, you've picked the right one. And that sounds exactly like it's happening for you girls as well. Yeah, because, you know, the fact that all this happened in the middle of the bushfires and COVID, you know, that and we've still managed to flourish. And I think, you know, I mean, we've been doing a lot of, we've done free events for the distillers and it's for us as well, it's about the relationships and building yeah. relationships with those gin distillers and the community. Um, we're not out there to sort of, you know, it's not about making a fast book. It's about a long-term relationship and really just being able to support yeah, them. nice. And they seem to love that, you know, like, and I'm, I've, every day I have a conversation with a new distiller and they're just amazing people, you know. And they great. must be so thrilled when they get that phone call and you go, oh, we're all about supporting gin distillers and we're called the Gin Birds and we'll bring people to you. Yeah. And they go, oh, my God, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's wind this right back because I'm a very nosy woman and I also love hearing about entrepreneurial journeys. Can you, because I'm guessing when you finished high school or whatever, you didn't think when I grow up I want to run a gin business. <laughs> so can you take me back to what your career has been that's led to, to now and, um, and and I guess why you decided to go out on your own and, and, yeah, just tell me all about your entrepreneurial journey. Well, it's a long one. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, we have time. Off you go. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm actually a qualified nurse. and um, A I'm, nurse? A nurse and I did midwifery as well when I was 17 back in the UK. But right. I've always been an ideas person and even when I was nursing I was setting up new clinics and um, I set up like a weight management clinic and I was working with GPs in the UK to say we need to run this so they can make more money and work with the pharmaceutical companies and get more people coming through and help more patients so I always was an ideas person and when I was in the NHS I was always quite restrained by that because you know it you're was, called an entrepreneur when you're entrepreneurial in a big organisation, apparently. Yeah, exactly. But prior to that, you know, I'd had a little business when I had my first daughter when I was 20 and I did wedding planning when I was 20, when I had this one-year-old and, uh, and I was pregnant and I was going around doing wedding fairs and all that sort of stuff. And I always had small businesses that I was running on the side as well as having my normal job. Um, okay. And... Everything Where do you think that came from? Have you have you got parents that are entrepreneurial? Or? No, not at all. <laughs> you, you know, the other thing, okay, so here's a question for you, and you as a nurse would know. Have you got ADHD or do you think you might have it? <laughs> because so. I'll tell you why, because my, I brought my son to a specialist last year because he's, re, he's an ideas person. He's had four businesses, he's only 14, and he just loves all that kind of thing. And I And I was saying to her, um, you know, he finds it really hard to concentrate unless it's something he really loves. And she looked at me and said, I think he's got ADHD. And she said, but who else has got it? Because it's genetic. 
And I said, well, nobody, no one's got it at all. And it's only since then I've been going, is the fact that I'm always thinking of new ideas and prancing around and looking at the next shiny thing, is that a, a, a sign of it? Yeah, you never so, know, hey, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe we've, we've all just got... undiagnosed. <laughs> yeah, we, well, we don't really need the diagnosis, but I just thought that that was quite funny. But anyway, so you've always had ideas. Yeah, I so had what ideas, other ones? So tw- I had businesses you did... in the UK. So from nursing, I went into corporate very early okay. on because of the yeah. fact that I was entrepreneurial, I was picked up by pharmaceutical companies so I got at nursing was my foundation to go beyond and into right. sort of more corporate world but I think that the nursing gave me the foundation of being a good relationships person yeah um, so even you know I've got I've had leadership or roles. vice versa you're good at relationships so therefore you were good at nursing yeah vice versa but it sort of pivots that for your corporate career and sales and I've worked, been in leadership in health IT for a long time so right. as part of that, I've learned a lot of big business skills on the way and worked with global markets. So that along the journey, I've picked up those the skills in big business that have helped me with my small business. Um, Which will become a big business at some stage. It will. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can so, tell. <laughs> uh, it's on the way, I think. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> but yeah, so and then the last thing I did in the UK, I had a business with a friend and we were called Health Visitor Direct. And yeah. so we always had, things always happen just at, before their time. When you look at what's happened now, we could, if we'd have pursued it and I hadn't come over to Australia, I think it would have gone massive because it was an online, if you know of health visitors in the UK, there are specialist um, health professionals that help with 0 to 5. And we used to, my friend and I, had the business and we got invited to Parliament by David Cameron. We went to Parliament with our suitcases. Oh my God. And it was amazing. We were doing really great things. Um, But it was just before it's time because then the, you know, Facebook and the internet all sort of took off hugely in between that time. And I think if I'd have stayed in the UK, we would have, we would have really, you know, been in a different place. But I always, like you said, things are meant to be. Um, That's right. And let me just ask quickly, though, you sound like you had that with a partner. Did the partner not keep it going after you left? No, she didn't. She didn't keep it going after (laughs) I left. So you were driving it as well. I mean, because there's nothing to stop her having taken that and turned it into what it it could be over COVID. But anyway, it is what it is. So so what happened after that? So after that, um, I continued to work in corporate and we moved to Australia. (laughs) Why, why, Why did you move here? What was the impetus for that? So I was, I had my fourth child um, and... Crazy woman. <laughs> yeah, so I've got a huge age gap. My my eldest is 25 and just about to have a baby. My youngest is eight. So we had these three girls when we were fairly young and then decided to have another one and we ended up with a little right. boy. So after, after I had him, I was working for a, a big corporate and I was made redundant. And right. the offer was to go to America instead of taking the redundancy and we were planning on doing that and... Then we looked into it and we were like, I don't think America's going to be for us as a family. You know? Wise decision in hindsight oh, when gosh. you look at what's happening over there. Yeah, I mean, and it was Atlanta as well. And we were like, is this really for us? But we're all set to go. We said on the 25th of June, we were going to to, to America. Anyway, so I refused the, 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 the offer and I got redundancy and... Um, I kept thinking because we'd always looked at Australia and it was I ha- every computer I had had a folder on it 
with Australia on it. With Do you know, well, I, I lived over there for five. Well, I mean, I grew up over there as well, but I lived there for five years. And I remember leaving in 2000 and all over the media in the UK was Australia was the number one destination for immigration and holidays. So, mm. yeah, it doesn't surprise me. It's everyone just hangs out for the idea of Australia over there, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah. So we'd like I said to my husband, what about Australia? And he, he said, well, we'll go over and have a quick look. This was in February, the February. And right. My, his brother's here in Canberra, so we had a trip. We just brought the one. Oh, home. okay. Yeah, we just left the ba- we brought the baby and left the girls at home and said, right, we'll go. I'll speak to a couple of companies that I, I know of, and that's what we did. And we just made the decision. I got a job offer, and we said, let's go. And we told everyone. We said we're going on the same day, the twenty fifth of June, and people were so shocked that we were doing it so quick. <laughs> And that's what we did. Well, you see, you're a natural Aussie because one of the things I really noticed in England is how long people like to think about things before they do it. Mm. There's a real reluctance to do anything different over there, isn't there? So yeah. you, were, yeah. you were meant to be here. What does your hubby do? So he, he's a panel beater. Okay, so, so when, perfect when, for him here too. Yeah, and when we got here, he was the, he'd looked after the little one and, um, and I just went straight within a week to my, to my new job in corporate and... Um, and yeah, it's been, for me, it's just been amazing. And you know, the opportunity here is fantastic and the people have been great. So yeah. It's the so best what happened when you did. landed? So you started in corporate. Mm-hmm. How did you, how, how did the ideas, the firing ideas that would have been going off on the side work with the corporate? And, and what was the light bulb moment that you just decided, no, nah, I'm going to go out on my own? Or are you still working? I still do corporate. I still do a few days corporate. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. realise. Yeah, still do. And Suzanne, my business partner, she works in IT as well. So um, yeah, we've still, we're still doing, we're still doing, I feel like 24, seven, 24 hours a day. I was going to say, if, if this is the side hustle and it's growing this fast, then maybe the jobs won't last too much longer. Who knows? Yeah, well, I've already started to reduce hours and work more on the business. So um, fantastic. So um so tell me about, so you came to Australia, you got that job. Was was gin, was the, so how did you start the wine thing? Or when did so you start the wine start, thing? How long had you been here? So that, so I arrived in 2013 and we launched the Gin Birds in two years ago. Is it two years ago now? Yeah, 2018, end of 2017, 2018. So we've been a couple of years doing in business together, but we didn't launch the Gym Birds till 2019, last year. Oh, okay. So, so the wine was 2000. So the wine had been going for a year before you decided to leap. Yeah, or are you doing the wine year. thing as well? Pardon? Are you doing the wine thing as well? Are you doing sort of We're wine birds? We're still doing wine at the moment because gin's been so busy. So <laughs> we've, we, we changed Three Birds Do Wine to the Spirited Nation. And the reason we right. did that is that we thought then we could work on all sort of alcohol we love yeah. rum as well, but um, you know we we just wanted to concentrate on the gin market because that's our our thing right now. But we feel like we could leverage out, particularly with the awards and everything, the Spirit Awards. Well, so. let's talk about the yeah, let's talk about the awards because uh, and some of the initiatives you've done because we've only skimmed on it. And let's assume, which is probably fairly safe, that a lot of people listening don't know anything about your business at all. So, um, tell me a little bit more about. Um, you know, how it's all sort of set up and what, what bits and pieces you're doing. So you've got the, is it you doing the awards? Yes. Yeah, we do the awards. So we've got the gin subscription and, and we're just about to launch a brand new subscription with a huge global tonic brand. 
Um, that will. Ooh. <laughs> yes, that, keep that talking. Will... I'll give you a clue. The actual name of the the new box is called Gin Fever. So if anybody knows of a huge global tonic brand and the word Gin Fever. Right, I'm going to have to go and Google it. I'm sure they will know very soon once you launch. So when's that launching? That launches on the 1st of August. And did they contact you and say, can we do a partnership with you? Well, they contacted us about doing some events with us, but then I just asked the question. I think you just got to kick doors down, haven't you, and ask the question. Yep. Because we're working with all the tonic brands. Um, We're working with some amazing tonic brands like Strange Love and Fiction Leads. Um, But so, yeah, and we're doing different initiatives with all of them. Right. Um, so, but yeah, we've got this this big piece coming up. So, yeah, we approached them and said, "Hey, what about this gin a month? We can leverage your global, um, you know, marketing." Yeah. With our with what we're doing with gin. So, and they said, "I love yeah. it." So, so tell me exactly how do the subscriptions work? I mean, firstly, how much do they cost, and what do you get? Is it a seven hundred and fifty mil bottle? Is it or, or yeah, yeah? Take so, me through it. So the subscription, the one that we've got now, um, the Gym Birds Gin subscription is monthly or bi-monthly and they can pause or cancel any time. So amongst COVID, you know, we've had a few people pausing. Yeah. Um, obviously, people not been able to. You probably afford. had a whole lot of other people signing up. We do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people. I think um, alcohol became a bit of a crutch for all of us during the, the lockdown. Yeah, definitely. We've had some people that have had the subscription and got two bottles in it instead because they couldn't choose which. Because we gave them a, a choice one month and said, "Do you want this type?" We just give them a few clues or this type, and they were like, "Want both." Um, <laughs> well, so is it a full shame, bottle though? Is, is is it like a 750 ml bottle? Yeah, so it's a full-size bottle. And so Brilliant. it's $90 and that includes yeah. free delivery and they get tonics and um, they get like little knickknacks. So whether it be, you know, fruit this month, they're getting something else. They're getting some gin stones this month with it. Um, and some, some what? Gin stones? Gin stones to put in their gin. Like an, It's like a stone that's more like ice, like an, a cooler. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because this month we're pairing with a coastal tonic, a beautiful coastal tonic. So we, we try and make it all fit nicely with the sort of a story and a cocktail. Um, last month we did a barrel aged gin. So with yeah. that, we put in bitters and so they could make an old fashioned cocktail for sort of a Christmas. Uh, I'm signing theme. up. You've, I'm completely <laughs> sold. This sounds so good. <laughs> Yeah. And then have you partnered with anybody else that's doing alcohol or chocolates or anything? Because there's a lot, a few subscription boxes that are coming out of COVID and I love what you're doing. And I know just, you know, anecdotally talking with um, people at my She's the Boss lunches that there are people doing that kind of thing. And there are a lot of event organisers who've spiralled through this period as well, going, oh, my God, my life is over, my mm. business, I've been working for years. And I've been saying subscription boxes are the way to go and get everyone to get the same and then yeah. do group things together. In fact, I'm talking to one of your ladies that does chocolate. Um, I need to oh, yeah, um, cool. have a chat La Fiamma. Uh, yeah. No, Fiamma Life. Yeah, so we're having a chat, but... Um, so, I mean, when we were doing wine, we did have a chocolate maker that we had special chocolates put in there. And we had olive oil from the Hunter Valley when we were doing boxes with wine. Um, so we you think all the bar snacks with... people would be all over you? I would have thought the chips and, and, and nuts kind of people would yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. So we, but anyway, you know, I guess there's only so many hours in the day for the, you know, when you've got, uh, how many days a week are you working still? I'm still working four days a week. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> In a leadership role as well. I work in right. digital mental health. 
Right. So it's really it's a really inspiring sort of role as well that I really enjoy being able to give back and help. But it's totally different. If if people could see me now, I've got this gin sign behind me, and sometimes yeah. I go on corporate meetings and I've got all this gin behind me, and often you know people say, "What's that?" and I'll, I'll explain, and you know. They're quite understanding. Yeah, and then they go, that sounds much more interesting. Yeah. Maybe you'll have to take your gin sign down and replace it with health for when you've got, when you're having business ones. <laughs> or help. <laughs> okay, yeah, or help. And so, yeah, we've, okay, got, so, we've got the subscription. And then, yeah. but well, like you were saying about events, I mean, we've been doing a lot of gin and Zoom events. So yep. people can buy a bottle of gin and they meet the distiller. So we're doing one for Victoria in a few weeks. Um, and that will be three Victorian distillers. So people can pop on, get their free ticket, and yep. they'll get a bottle of full-size bottle of gin with that. And Strange yeah. Love Tonics are giving free tonic away with every purchase. And, yeah, they people Amazing. just sign up. We had 70 on World Gin Day that signed up and came to join us, and a couple of the distillers were a little bit tipsy by the end of it, so we had a really good time. It was fun. You know, it was people yeah. could interact. Uh, I have to say it's, it is lots of fun to have some drinks with people on Zoom. And what you're doing, I think, is so important for people as well because same thing with my Zoom lunches. People need to connect during this time, and a lot of people don't know how and don't know where and don't want to be sold to. And, mm. you know, so doing fun social things, I think, is um, really clever. So, okay, let's talk about your journey. Now, I ask this of everyone, but you aren't obliged. I mean, I don't know whether people have or not, but because this is a show called She's the Boss about women in business and my little motto is lift the women and empower the women around you, have there been any women specifically that have helped you along the way with gin birds that, you know, have have made a big difference to you that you want to do a shout-out for? Oh, I mean, I'd have to shout out my beautiful business partner. I mean... You would. Because she is just amazing. She's my best friend. And um, I think our husbands actually feel like we're, you know, we're in a relationship now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best kind of best friend. Yeah. So um, how, how did she, how, how did you two meet through the kids? Yeah, and so then... our children were both in kindy together. And, you know, all different struggles that we were having in parenting. And, you know, I'm a mum. Yes. It was my fourth child, but I was new to Australia as such. And... It was my way of having friends outside of work. Um, yeah. And she needed some support as well for her, her little boy who's, um, you know, who, who had a hearing problem and was in mainstream school. So right. it was, we, we really just connected as women, you know, like I think, you know, I'd call it like having friends without any judgment, you know, the fact that I can say absolutely anything to her. And the same with Alice and the other a lady who was part of, was part of when we did we did wine, um, you know I ring her in the morning on my mo- when I'm on the motorway and we have a conversation and a chat around everything business everything life. and anything yeah. yeah I mean I think that is the beauty of of women in business as well is that um, if you do have a close friend you can share everything with them there's nothing that's nothing that's kind of um, off. I can't think of the word for it, but there's nothing that you're not allowed to talk about anyway. I mean, it's all about supporting each other, which is what one of the beautiful things. And, and you know, my experience has been very similar to yours. I, I don't think very, very rarely have I met any any woman that doesn't support other women. I mean, I think in general, the only people that do often, I think it's it, it, that do have a go, sometimes it's out of fear, really, more than anything else. But anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. so along your entrepreneurial journey, so this is for the wine and the gin. 
Tell me about some pivotal moments. Have you had any big disaster that's happened that you've learned a lot from? Um, or even not a big disaster, maybe some challenges that you've learned from. I just like to, because there'll be people listening that haven't set up their own business or are thinking about it. And I just like to kind of tell them because things can stuff up badly. Um, but often you learn a lot from it. So have you had any experiences like that or has it all been smooth sailing? It's funny enough, it has been smooth. I'm trying to sit and think here. Though I don't think, well, not smooth. I mean, it's never smooth. I think that's the thing. And it's damn hard work, as you know. And, you know, yeah. when you, you know, like I have a day like yesterday where I'm completely committed to the business and you just don't stop. And even though you're passionate about it and you absolutely love it, I think, you know, family does have to take a back step sometimes. And that can be hard, you know, that you're, um, like my husband's quite sick at the moment with a very bad back injury and having a lot of surgeries and you know Lucky's home so he's doing the childcare bit but it's that you know you're not there you don't feel present a lot of the time because you're juggling so many things in the air you know social media your website there's just uh, the you know the opportunity comes and you're excited and the adrenaline's there every day which is I think what keeps you going yeah but I'd, you know, to not get that burnout and sometimes to just take time for yourself. I mean, last weekend or the weekend before, um, for the first time in months with COVID and everything, I actually had a Sunday where I didn't, I had a few hours off and that is, you know, unheard of at the moment. Bliss. Just <laughs> right. to go out with the family, have a glass of wine, just be, just do something for me. And I was like, this actually feels like so nice to actually do this because I'm always on my phone whether I'm out even if I'm sat in the passenger seat of the car I'm doing social media or I'm checking for orders yeah, or yeah and it is important to just put it down every once in a while and, and try and be present as you say I, I do my boozy lunches on Fridays and my kids swap between their dad and I who lives just around the corner and they always wander in during the middle of lunch and I can't even say hi to them you know I'm just sort of like yep <laughs> you know <laughs> And then just speak to them in the evening. And also, mine are all teenagers, so their natural instinct is to go and hide in their bedrooms and not come out at all. So that moment, I kind of miss that moment sometimes um, of just saying hi to them when they walk in the door before they go and disappear again. But, it, you know, it's a challenge always to juggle it. But if you love what you're doing, mm. um, it, it does. I, you're right. It's the adrenaline that just keeps you going. And then, of course, the next thing is you then have another great idea of something else you can add to the business. Yeah. And you're suddenly back into hard, hard drive again to try and get that bit done. It's on those silent moments, isn't it? When you finally have a silent moment in the shower or, you know, when, you, <laughs> when you're in the car and you're not on a phone call and it, those those ideas come to you. And often I'll ping Suzanne at like six in the morning and go I've got an idea wait for it wait for it and she's like oh my goodness here we what go again now? yeah but um you know it's I mean when you say about challenges like and events and COVID and all the things that have happened since we launched I mean the first event that we were doing in person was with a distiller from the Blue Mountains and they're great friends they're from they're called Carew they're a lovely couple and they they had a bushfire right in their next to their land, next oh. to their distillery and the night of the, the event. And so people thought they were going to come and meet the distiller. And they, Nick drove down, dropped us off the, the gin and then drove back to make sure he could protect his distillery. Um, and people were super understanding at the event. But then, you know, so within weeks of us launching, these sorts of things started to happen. Yeah. Um, and then with, you know, with COVID, 
Um, you know, we, we could have just said, oh, you know, well, let's put things on pause. But we were like, no, we can turn things around. We can do these yeah. free events. We were the first ones to do a gin and Zoom. Lots of people are doing gin tastings now, but we were the first ones to do it because I was on a work corporate Friday night drinks and I was like, you know what? People were saying, Shemaine, what are you drinking tonight? And tell us about the gins that you've got behind you. So I was like, you know what? We should do this for our, yeah. our consumers for free and just get people, you know, and that's what we did. And I think that's what's made it successful because we've just yeah. continued that and we've not been saying, oh, we have to make a profit. We're saying, no. no, this is just about getting people through and supporting people. That's what I think as, as well. And I also think that, that um, COVID has been a really good time to grow a community and yeah. to really kind of get to know the people. Um, and we can worry about, you know, trying to make some coin later on because nobody's really making money at the moment. So it kind of takes the pressure off a bit as well. So you've kind of answered this one. My next question is about how you juggle work and life, but it sounds like <laughs> the juggle. <laughs> I was going to say, what hours do you work? But if you're working full time, four days a week and then trying to do all this, I'm imagining, well, I don't know. How do you juggle? Oh, probably work from from six in the morning through to like 10 o'clock at night every day. And what about with your boy? Do you stop and have sort of dinner and bath and any yeah, of that kind so of thing? Or that. is your hubby we doing do that? that? And he's super. He says he wants to be part of the gym birds and he wants to, he's telling me what cars he wants in the future. You know, the family is so behind it. You know, they, sometimes my daughters will help with photography or editing stuff for social media. So it's a real family affair. He says he introduced Suzanne and I, so he deserves a share in the business. Yeah, well, he's not wrong. And I, I, I thoroughly agree. I love that, actually, that just that idea. My boys do that, too. And, and I always say, you know, if you want to, you can come and work and handle your own PR. Obviously, as their boys, they can't do She's the Boss. But um, who knows? OK, my, my last sort of businessy question is um, a weird one. Is there a quirky fact that you can share with us about yourself that not very many people know? Oh, it's a bit. Well, the one that's weird is that um, I'm related to President Harry Truman. (laughs) (laughs) And I got ribbed at school about it. So he's my great grandfather's cousin. And then at school, they just said I was making it up. But it's actually true. Um, Amazing. Yeah. That's a great quirky fact. You win. You but win. He's, that's not, a, that's he's a... not the most popular president and he didn't do great things. But I know. don't know anything about him at all, but I know the name. But I'm glad it's him and not one of the others. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Imagine if you were related to Donald Trump. <laughs> don't even go there. All right. Now, just for some fun, I've got a couple. Of, I don't know whether you're a phone person, but it sounds like you might be. And I certainly am. What In, in terms of business, what are the two most useful apps outside of banking and and email that you use on your phone i love asana oh yeah asana is a great one so for tell everyone what that one does just in case they don't know that's for your task management so um there's a free version of it which i use with suzanne and i um to plan our tasks out so you just allocate tasks to yourself or your team and hang on what are you saying tasks tasks sorry it's my oh sorry i was going i was going yeah i thought it was a task thing and anyhow that's just an accent (laughs) tasks tasks um so yeah we allocate tasks to each other and um then we we have on a saturday morning we sit there and do our business meeting stroke breakfast and walk and we go through each one and say right what are the tasks for this week and we sign them off so i love that i love being able to add your little subtasks And you can add documents to it. It's nice to be able to tick off lists. I like lists. Um, Okay, and another one? Is there another one you use? I love Canva. I could probably say there's lots that I use, but Canva as well, you know, and 
Um, it's great, isn't it, for being able to do your social It is, and I do places. everything on my phone. In fact, I do most of my most of my business stuff on my phone. I I get onto even LinkedIn and Facebook on my laptop and go, don't really know how to use it on a laptop. I know how to use it on my phone. <laughs> so mm. that's where I do it. And the same with Canva. Yeah, okay, and, and then the Canva do- because it's, you know, like, the social media stuff for us is super important. The images yeah. that we put on because of the gin and the cocktails. Um, so, you know, getting your content right is great with using, being able to use something like Canva as well. So what platforms do you use actually for social? So Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn right. as well and Pinterest. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, um, I'm on a lot of them, Twitter and LinkedIn and Instagram, but I don't know how to use Instagram very well. And I'm hardly ever on Twitter now. I've just got a feed yeah. going through. I'm not but so I'm keen Facebook on Twitter. And LinkedIn. LinkedIn's become my new Facebook. <laughs> um, okay. And the last thing is on your phone, do you ever play? Do you have any games and things that you oh, do on the phone? I have no time for that anymore. I used to. Um, <laughs> do you remember when there was can- Candy, what was it called? Candy Crush, I'm still doing it. Are you still doing I'm on, it? I'm on level 3000 and something. Oh, wow, I haven't played that because it was so addictive. But now I've not been able to play on that for, for such a long time. I've only just started to be able to read books again, never mind play games. Right. <laughs> just time. Yeah, well, I mean, and you've got a youngie as well, which is which makes it challenging, yeah. you know, in between everything else. Yeah, no, I just, it's, it's always worth asking. And uh, Candy Crush was my one and Words With Friends is my other one that I... I still play a lot of friends in the UK and things like that on, on Words with Friends, so I like all of that. But, wow, what a great interview. Well, I have loved hearing everything about your business. Thank you so, so much for joining us today. No um, and I will um, very – I think I'm going to go and sign up with the Gin Birds. I like the idea of been getting a, a bottle of gin every week and learning a little bit more because yeah. um, every time I've gone to a distillery and bought I've thought they were delicious – yeah, and, to, and getting um, the right tonics as well. So if people go on the Gym Birds on Insta or if they go on gindex.com.au is the, the store and look out for some gin retreats because they're coming towards the end of the year when we get through ooh. this COVID mess. Oh, I love the sound of it. Well, thank you so much. What a great, great interview. No worries. Thanks, Jules. I hope you've enjoyed this She's the Boss chat episode. It was great to have you here. If you want to stay in touch, you might also like some of the other things that we've got going on with She's the Boss. Firstly, I've got the She's the Boss show, which is on Ticker TV. Now, you can watch that either on tickertv.com.au or you can download the Ticker app from any of the app stores. So Apple and Android, and they've got an app that is for your phone, for your iPad or tablet, and for the smart TV. Or you could join us for our free Zoom lunches for female founders that we hold online. The best way to do any of these things really is go to she'sthebossscomau and on there you can register for the lunches and I've also got links to the website. So either way, I hope you've enjoyed it. I'm really enjoying digging down and getting down to the nitty gritty with these women and I hope you'll join me for the next episode. 